Welcome to this week's edition of This Club Is My Club, right here on North Manchester 106.6 FM. I'm your host Cockers and later in the show we'll be bringing you highlights from Sunday's women's team match with Durham Sestia. But before that it's to the men's team and to last Tuesday's match with league leaders Radcliffe. And shortly before kick-off, Ben caught up with FC United manager Neil Reynolds. Well, good evening, everyone. Welcome to FC Live, brought to you by ConstructiveCoding.com and the Armchair Army, live here on North Manchester 106.6 FM. FC United against Radcliffe. It's a bit of a derby. And joining me for a bit of a pre-match chat ahead of tonight's Titanic game, and that's just the pitch covered in water, <laughs> it's a welcome to Neil Reynolds. Hello, Neil. Welcome Hi, ben. back. You OK? Heading into this game, uh, we have to talk about Saturday's result and performance against Gainsborough Trinity. When you look at the second half performance and the way we were banging on that door all the way through that second half, creating opportunities, it was. I, th- I think that was the level of performance you wanted on, yeah, on and, Saturday. And, and listen, there's no, there's no magical formula to that. We ran and we ran very hard. I went to pull Darren Bennett tonight. I said, "Why did you sit down Saturday?" And he said, "I weren't doing." That. I said, "No, because you didn't run hard enough in the last game. You know, if you're going to get in this seat side, you've got to run. And when you get when you run and you get to the level of fitness that we want you to do, you can make mistakes. But when you get to that level of energy, then your game starts to come to fruition. And look how hard he worked when he went on Saturday. He changed yeah. the game. Jordan Buckley, I haven't seen him work as hard in the red shirt, and I've highlighted that tonight. Jan Palinkas has ran that hard in the last two games, not played four months. It's about running. It's about endeavour. And when you get to that level." then running gets you so far and then the quality takes over and I think the quality I've watched the game back in the last half an hour against Gainsborough was as good as I've seen and to be fair uh, we, we mentioned it in commentary the uh, Buckley goal but that ball from Lafferty gets better and better every time you watch it you know, Lafferty you know, will, will go down for his two assists he's at the Diag which is brilliant he's made the header for Jan's goal but Lafferty was one of them players that was at the pace of the game like he was with Marine and he yeah. pretty much is every single game. I mean, I made the decision to make him captain tonight to arrest Charlie Ennis. He's a leader, you know, and his performances have been great. But, you know, we've got that. We've got goal scorers. We've got lads who can hit them passes. We've got lads who can run. We've got to put it all together. And when we do, Ben, that's, that's why we beat Macclesfield, Gainsborough, Bradford, whoever it may work up. And when we don't, we underperform and we, we have results like we did against Matlock and Atherton and so on. Now tonight, I'm sure this cliche gets banded around a lot, but the, the free hit, the notion of a free hit, I've said it, I've said it, uh, the notion of a free hit, taking on Radcliffe, the runaway league leaders, looking like a farewell tour, but then guys leave through a, a little spanner in the works, didn't they? So Do you know, it's going to be a harder game. These two, my two good mates in football, Bernard John, wouldn't, let me, let, wouldn't even let me talk about a free hit. This is me wanting to get one on them, them wanting to get one on me. And we've just hugged each other there. And, you know, we now go to war for 90 minutes. And that's what makes us the way we do. You know, that's why they played for me for, you know, as long as they did do. We're born winners. They're unbelievable. And you know what? When I went to Macclesfield this season, only two weeks ago, I was cheering them on. You know, because I wanted them to win for them too. Tonight, they're against us. And everything I'll be doing is cheering us on tonight. Because I want us I want us to win. So, although they're littered with quality, we've shown in the trophy game that we, we can go yeah. toe-to-toe. Guys, they've shown Saturday that they don't always get it their own way. Will they be smart in course? Will have they got quality? Absolutely, they have got national league players. But I've got every faith in this lot that when they when they turn up and apply themselves, we, we can give anyone a game. So how do we line up this evening with that regard? So we make three changes. Right. Uh, just to freshen the squad up, you know, one of the noticeable casualties will be Charlie Ennis. You know, three games in, in a week is a lot for anybody, but you know, Chazzy's he's ticking on, he's just turned 34 last week, so we've got to manage his minutes. So we we keep with George, we go with the same system back three. Lafferty will captain the side, he'll play alongside Jan and Charlie Oliver, Deck McLaughlin and Guy Hall. And then the pivot, what we call be Luke Griffiths and Charlie Munro tonight, with the 10, Bennett will replace Bob Chammer. 
and we're going with Lewis Gilboy to replace Trevon just to give us more legs maybe and energy trying to stretch play and I thought when them changes took place I thought other people stepped into the game so we kind of we start as we finished and hopeful you know the lads can do it and if we've got a turn to the bench the game changes and we'll do that later on in the game and, and last question Neil it, it is going to be a, a brilliant atmosphere tonight how much are you looking forward to it um, I, do, I really hope I really hope that the Radcliffe them. fans haven't <laughs> forgotten the words to the song that they sing about me if you heard it it's quite good but I think we're on community radio yeah, tonight yeah. Neil <laughs> <laughs> say, listen, it's, listen Ben it's all banter you know and, and like Bernard John said they sing here because they respect you in a kind of way and, and that's what it is it's going to be two sets of fans that are going to enjoy the occasion let's not take anything away from Radcliffe they've had an unbelievable season they will get over the line fact we've got to make it hard for them tonight we've got our own little mission now until now at the end of the season it's pick up as many points as we can do and if we apply ourselves like we did second half against Gainsborough then the fans will be right behind us if we don't apply ourselves like away at Matlock then I expect the criticism to come but that group I've told you are a brilliant group and, and they've, they've, they've had the same instructions what they had Saturday as they had the week before the week before it's a mindset psychology plays a big part but I think they're ready tonight and you know hopefully they can go and give a cut of card themselves absolutely well Neil big thank you for joining us pre-match and uh, best of luck this evening brilliant cheers Ben thanks mate Tom well good evening everyone this is SC Live brought to you by constructivecoding.com and you lovely people the armchair army live here on North Manchester 106.6 FM and across the world via the good old fashioned FC Radio website and joining me for a little pre-match chat ahead of FC United against the runaway league leaders Radcliffe it's a big welcome back to Stato Paul. Hello, Paul. Good evening, everyone. So, farewell tour for Radcliffe this? I, I feel that we may not play them again for a while after this. Although, Geisler, a little little spanner in the works on Saturday for, for Radcliffe. Still very well positioned, though. Very interesting <laughs> yes. that they've won 20 and lost 6. So it's bound to be a draw tonight. They haven't drawn all season. The only time they have drawn was actually against us in the FA Trophy. And even then we got a result. Yeah, after penalties. But yes. that's the only draw they've actually had. And mm. that game was a lot closer, to state the obvious, a lot closer than the league game back at Stainton Park early in the season. And hopefully, fingers crossed, we can get that close again tonight. I'm sure we would gladly take the point right now. Obviously, this is on the back of, we mentioned Radcliffe's defeat to, to Geisler, but... We have to mention our result against Gainsborough Trinity on Saturday. A much better performance and a much better result, obviously, than the past results this past week before that. Yeah, the sad thing is we can't play Gainsborough more often, I think, based on the evidence. But, um, yeah, it was a good win. Um, interesting tonight, it's the anniversary of the Munich disaster, obviously. Yes. We've only played once before on this date, and that's back in the mists of time. In fact, it's the mists of Nantwich. At the Beaver Stadium when we won 6-1. In the fog? In the fog. That's the only time we've ever played on the 6th of February before. There you're you bringing up that Nantwich game. On Saturday we brought up the Camel Laird game. Yeah. Reminiscing a lot nowadays, aren't we? Well, <laughs> maybe it's something to do with the book that I'm involved with, but there you go. Yeah, maybe. Um, but it was a good performance on Saturday. There has been uh, a couple of changes made. Obviously, Charlie Ennis... Has played a lot of football this past week, but uh, in midfield we've obviously got Luke Griffiths who've been performing well, uh, and, and Charlie Munro, Paul, uh, alongside Aaron Bennett who plays uh, in that um, attacking midfielder role. I think the the introduction of Bennett on Saturday was a significant factor in the result. Just a little kick, wasn't it? We needed, yeah. yeah. And quite rightly, he's getting that position, that number ten. I think that we tried Jermaine it on Saturday but it's not really his he's a more winger isn't he yeah he's yeah. a wide, wide player and I think 
Buckley's far more suited to that darting role in and out between the lines. Uh, on the wings, actually, Lewis Gilboy starts tonight, and I thought he had a good game when he came on on Saturday. He had a couple of opportunities. Um, to be fair, the tapping effort, if you watch the highlights back, which are now available on the FC UMTV YouTube channel, it does bobble on him when it enters the sand pit area of yeah. the SMRE end. Uh, but he, he did look a bit more lively on, yeah. on Saturday. Uh, I think he just needs a bit of confidence. He's a confidence player, like a lot of wingers. And maybe he'll, he'll pick it up as he goes on. It's, it's an interesting team selection tonight in that um, it's pretty much the tried and trusted, really, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, McLaughlin is right wing back. Guy Hall, who I've, uh, James mentioned him in his post-match interview with Neil, um, uh, worthy of a shout for man of the match on, on Saturday. He, he was great at left wing back. Uh, but we've gone with the three at the back again. Lafferty, who's the captain, Charlie Oliver and Jan Palinkas. I think all three of them played really well. Uh, and we gave man of the match to Lafferty. And we've seen the ball back now, that, that diagonal ball to set up Jordan Buckley's goal. That was worth it on its own. It really was. But he also did some good defending. We have to, be, have to say that. Gainsborough did have some moments and we had to defend solidly during those moments. But yes, I mean, it's a tough ask tonight. It's a very, very different game from Gainsborough. Radcliffe have got some real quality from back to front. Yeah. Um, they've proven this season how good they are. Um, Neil, didn't, Neil didn't get into the free hit cliche business no, but, but no. this is isn't it there's nothing veggie nothing gain about I don't think the expectation amongst the FC following is high tonight but but we can point that, to South Shields can't we last season well we do have this habit like Macclesfield as well yeah you, you just don't know how the visitors are going to turn up do you that's the thing no, well, the teams will be coming out in a second or two. Uh, just a reminder, liveteamstats.com, uh, the place to go to for all the stats as well as starting 11s for both sides, uh, thanks to our friends at Constructive Coding. Just for the teams come out, what are you hoping for tonight over the three points? Um, if we can't have three, I'll, I'll take the one. Um, if we score tonight, it'll be our 50th goal of the season. And, of course, Radcliffe are way out there with 73 in the league alone. Yeah. It speaks for itself. Formidable. And, and, and spread around as well. It does feel like we're playing a National League Northside tonight, doesn't it? Well, yeah, I mean, I did say that yeah. recently about as well. Marine. About yeah. Marine. Yeah. And I would say at the moment, those two sides, to me, are slight favourites to go up. Yeah. I don't know about Mac. Not sure about them yet. Well, let's find out what's going to happen for this particular evening. This is FC Live, brought to you by ConstructedCoding.com and you lovely people, the Armchair Army, live on FC Radio. And across North Manchester, North Manchester 106.6 FM, it's FC United against Radcliffe, and it's now time to hand over to your expert commentary team of Stato Paul, and a big welcome back to James Quinn. Now Adams, on the right-hand side, it's uh, Jackson. Jackson using his strength to keep out uh, both Palinkas and Hall. And now it's fallen. It's a cross coming in, far post! Shot, great save! Fine shot on the far side of... Superb reaction save from George Murray-Jones. Danger not quite clear yet, though. And a foul. No, tackle. FC can bring it away. Palinkas now. Back to Griffiths. About 40 yards out is Griffiths. Griffiths plays it in to Monroe. Monroe on the turn. Patient football from FC with Oliver now driving forward. Oliver looking for a give and go. Picks it up. Oliver, nice work from Oliver. Shoots. Blocked. Oliver maybe again. Blasted from the right-hand side, I think it was by Gilboy, and it's a corner ball. Well, that was fine play from Oliver. Drove from deep, lovely uh, 
give and go with uh, McLaughlin, I think it was, and then that ball spun out to Gilboy, a very powerful shot, a strong two hands from uh, Hult, keeps it out, Guy Hall plays it back to Bennett on the halfway line, Bennett switching it, now Oliver, Oliver, first time ball flicked on, nice ball now, Gilboy shoots, corner ball. Great flick from Munro. Really was. This is good football from FC and a good turn. Gilboy really had a, a quiet start a week or so ago, but uh, it's very much on it tonight. Oliver does well, uses his strength. He's under a bit of pressure, plays it down the right flank. Gilboy to try and shield it there from Tom. Good work from Gilboy. Can he get it across? Low crossing! Goes all the way to the keeper. He's a... Uh, He's a real live wire tonight. Uh, Griffiths, Griffiths chips it. It's just oh. agonisingly wild. It was a loose clearance from Matthias Holt. And Griffiths there saw the opportunity and chipped it within millimetres of the right hand upright. Score stays 0-0. FC with the upper hand in these open exchanges in the second half. 0-0, 35 minutes to go. Mickey Adams has a decent one. McLaughlin with a header. It's not conclusively away. And it's bubbling around Thornley. Blocked. Thornley again. Blocked twice. Excellent defending. I think it was a good save by the keeper. And now FC breaking down with Gilboy. 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 Oh, well, a fine tackle. But FC almost win it back. But, uh, well, we've got a game on our hands now. We really have. Mickey Adams. Radcliffe skipper. Experienced campaigner. Ready to take another corner. And it uh, goes rather skyward there. It's bobbling about. Edge of the box. Shot. Hancock. Chance on the turn for Hume. Back heel. Loose. Thornley. Blocked. Keeper save. Ratcliffe now. Tenth corner. Adams. Another decent looking delivery. Nodded across. Nodded in. And it's gone in. The pressure is told. It was Thornley who nodded it down. And Jordan Hume who applied the finish almost on the goal line and FC unable to keep defending those free kicks these corners set pieces but FC have got a chance here they've got a fight on they mustn't let their heads drop there are eight and a half minutes for them to find an equaliser it's been a good performance corner ball right hand side Brian to race across to take it this is the game Keeper not going up. Trevon Bryan, what can he do with his left foot here? Cross coming in far post. It's beating everybody that one. Racing desperately is Griffiths. Griffiths back now. Cross surely to come in. Cross coming in. Beats her edge of the box. Real wrestling match on the edge of the box. It's a shot by Lavage. His hand. It hit the hand. The referee not interested. It's erupted a bit on the touchline. That was thumped. It's clearly hit the hand of the player. I think it's debatable whether that was in a natural position. But his hand was quite down. Sorry to play the neutral here. But Neil Reynolds is absolutely incensed. Griffiths to head it back in again. Woodcock on the turn. Woodcock plays it back. Griffiths to chip it in. Red... Church waiting, nodded away. FC desperately trying to get it back in one more time. Ennis back now. FC have got to get this ball forward. They've got to get it up there. 
Because I think it's going to go out for a goal kick painfully, agonisingly for FC. The whistle goes. The perfect game for Radcliffe in the end. But controversy as a shot from Lafferty hit the hand. I think it may have been Thornley or Rick Smith. Referee not giving it. Fine performance from FC United. But in the end succumbing to a set piece. I think it was the 10th corner from uh, Ratcliffe. No disgrace against the league leaders. They showed their professionalism. FC not quite able to find the equaliser at the end. A final scoreline here of FC United of Manchester nil, Radcliffe won. I think that is that that is three of the hardest points Radcliffe have earned this season. I just think it's so frustrating because they clearly deserved the, the goal they got, but FC United hung on in there, and then when you're dealing with that margin there, where they go back to the FA Trophy, where the ball's going yeah. out of play. And it's small just margins. very small margins, and I just don't know how it's not a penalty. Well, I think that um, Radcliffe showed their qualities in the second half to turn the game around from nil-nil to win it, but Renault should be very proud of his players. Yes, definitely. I think he'll be he'll be gutted that he's lost this game, but he should be very proud of them. I thought it was a really good performance against the best side in the division. And it's no consolation for anyone of a red persuasion tonight, but FC really pushed them hard. And that penalty shout at the end, that was a pivotal moment, as everyone will see when the, when the highlights come out. Man of the match, goalkeeper. Yeah. Yep. Yes, we're giving it to Murray Jones. But um, regardless of the penalty shout, like you say, we can be immensely proud of that performance. And I go back to what I said to Woods at half-time, why are we where we are in the league table? I think, yeah. I mean, the difference between us, Radcliffe and Marine, is that you need to take your chances. If we take one of our chances tonight, it could have been very different. But against the top sides, you succumb if you don't score. And that's the unfortunate part of it. But I've got a lot of sympathy for the FC players tonight. Yeah. And we're giving it the, the man of the match to George Murray-Jones for obvious reasons. He's made some cracking save, but... I think everyone wearing a red shirt tonight has put in a shift. Um, just to go back to the plays we've been brought off, because there was a, a surprise in our in our tone when Gilboy was substituted, but I, I think that's because he is getting his match sharpness up at this level of the game. But he's arrived tonight, hasn't he, after that first-half performance, Gilboy? I, I think he gave them a lot of problems, particularly in the first half. Um, the second half was a bit difficult for all the FC players because Radcliffe turned up to the party and turned the screw and ultimately got the goal but um, defensively we were heroic at times yes the way we kept them out yes for so long because that goal that eventually went in they'd had a number of opportunities to, for the same type of set play didn't they which we, we managed to defend murray jones was superb he made some good saves tonight and and he, he has justified the lone move already. It wasn't just that, was it? There was a couple of crosses that came in which were outside the six-yard box, yeah. which he got. Yeah. Um, Munro as well. I think Munro ran himself a off of, the pitch, basically, you didn't know, he? It's been said that Griffiths and Munro can't play together because they're yeah. too similar. I think Munro's adapted his game tonight and so has Griffiths to make sure that they're offering something different. And I think both of them in midfield. And this goes off us glowing about Charlie Ennis and Griffiths in midfield over the last couple of matches. 
Munro has that was one of his best performances that when in a red shirt I think tonight I also think Buckley didn't get the reward for some no, good oh, he some good, so hard. some good work yeah. link play and I was saying to um, I was saying to Woods at half time that the way we performed in that first half that's almost the team I think the, the way they played that's the yeah. team that go, that plays against Whitby but and he said well we, we've got a strong bench and I said well no we, we, we're missing Jones we're missing Gavidon we're missing Donoghue we're yeah. still missing players Yeah. and you can't get around that fact that, that to answer that question why are we where, where we are in the league table after playing like this we're still trying to find our way aren't we and get the I, perfect 11 out I don't think he was wrong playing three at the back no I don't either considering, like considering yeah. who we were playing and the strength they've got yeah. but yes I, I would say that the players should be told on the way to Whitby you've just played two games you've won the first one fairly convincingly after the 90 minutes well the game's been you've, game yeah definitely you've, you've, you've pushed Radcliffe to the wire so there's no reason why you shouldn't go to Whitby with confidence well Paul big thank you uh, for joining us uh, but uh, Neil Reynolds is making his way up the stairs well Neil thanks so much for joining us exasperating in many ways firstly you must be very pleased with the performance you've seen from your players tonight. I'm really hacked off because I've just seen the penalty that never was. I've just yeah. been shown it as a penalty. We're, we're, we were coming to that. So, well, I'm a proud, yeah, I'm unbelievably proud, but you want decisions to go for you after a performance like that and you don't get it, you're disappointed. You're really disappointed. In terms of the lads' application, everything about the game tonight, super proud, amazing performance. Sometimes you don't get what you deserve. In the first half, what was notable was the way you were knocking about lots of creativity, have you got to take your chances when you're playing against the league leaders? Of course you have, yeah. I mean, we've shown that when we can get our better players on the pitch, we're a good side, you know. And you've seen the Jan Palinkas again tonight. He's, he's an animal for this side. He's a monster. You know, he hasn't been able to play. He, he galvanises other people around him. Bennett's coming in there. Buckley is. You know, Griffiths has, has stepped in. Munro. All the players did what they needed to do, but we didn't take our chances. But we kept knocking on the door. And even, you know, in the second half when we were under the cosh a little bit, Maybe just making better decisions in key areas, you know, limits them to as many corners as they got. But, but on the whole, James, you, you've got to be proud of that performance. And anyone who was in the stadium tonight will be proud of that performance. Munro and Griffiths, not a, a combo that's always has been used a lot. That seemed to work effectively tonight. Yeah, we, so we, we tried to free up Charlie Munro to stop getting on the ball in a deep position like Griff with his range of passing. But then when they alternate it, kind of what we call the pivot two. Uh, we think they complement each other and, and it's getting used to playing with each other. So, you know, really happy with them too. But at half-time, you know, we were told by Liv that Charlie Munro was slipping into the danger. He's fatigued. He was cramping. Can we go another 15 minutes? And it's not fitness levels. It's, it's just games. It's games that we need. And you can see, you know, maybe with the changes that we made, you know, Lewis was out of energy. Benno was out of energy. Munro was out of energy. We left everything on the pitch. But, you know, it, that's that's no no slight on the, the subs that came on. It just maybe disturbed our rhythm slightly. But the back, the back three seems to you've seemed to have fallen upon a combo that's very effective. They've done really well, the back three. And, you know, the banner looks of it, Curtis Jones is just around the corner as well. So, we're getting back four. You know, it'll be a back three and one of them will have to kind of wrestle each other's shirt. But, but you know, George makes uh, a difference in behind. But I think Lafferty, Jan and, and Charlie headed and uh, were first to everything, competed against, you know, their best centre forward in the league in June. He's absolutely how incredible his movement is. But we did well. We did well and, and we, we kept them to bay. Uh, and probably the chances came from the set pieces. What about... Ratcliffe, as the, as the game went on, they started to turn the screw. And as they got corner after corner, Adams delivers quality. Did you, did you just feel that it, it, was, it was getting harder and harder to hang on? What they did is make 
good decisions in good areas. So when you've played higher up the pyramid, as they have, you know, this is what seven of them have played National League football, six of them have played league football. When it's time to just play off somebody to get a corner, play into a channel to get a throw in, they do it. You know, there's, there was three incidents in the second half that came in quick succession where Deck McLaughlin needs to link one down the line and he doesn't, he goes inside. Guy all needs to go down the line but he comes inside and then Jan needs to go big in behind and he tries to go feet and that's when you kind of need pressure taken off you. But these are young lads in the trade. They're not kind of the experience that they've got to make them key decisions. And then towards the end, just before the goal, you know, Guy should deliver with his left foot. He doesn't. He asks Griffiths to kind of reverse pirouette on his left foot to do it. Guy's got to play it off him to get a corner. Just little things that we'll learn. We'll learn as, as a team, and that's not anybody getting criticised. It's just making the right decision in the key moment. And when you're under the caution a little bit, you've got to limit the set pieces, the decisions you want them to make. But if we're learning along the way and this group sticks together, then then we'll be okay. Jordan Buckley, be pleased with his work rate. He had to work so hard against that uh, exceptional back line. To, to cover the distance that he's covered on Saturday, to cover it again tonight, because I was told with about six minutes ago, he's already done 11.5k. That's, that's some unbelievable running for a centre-forward. So he has, he did, he did really well. Uh, and, and I thought he played really well with uh, Lewis Gilboy as well, you yeah. know, who gave us something different tonight. So, to, listen, I, I'm delighted with everybody, you know, to, to a person. You know, yeah. we, we, really, we really left everything out in the park. And many people have told me this season that the fans will go up a gear, they'll get right behind you if you leave everything on the pitch. And I've been saying that to the lads and, and no one can question that tonight. And you can see the response by the fans at the end of the game, the singing, the clapping. But we're all devastated that we haven't left with anything tonight. Uh, quickly on Gilboy, you, you subbed him as that a fitness issue because yeah. he, he seemed yeah yeah. So Liverpool Towns, his, his pod was in the kind of the red zone, which he was. He hasn't played a lot of football. We don't want any more injuries. We've got to try and get this squad to the end of the season without any more you know muscular pulls. A lot of potential players in the match. We gave it to George Murray Jones. He did an outstanding job at the back. Did you feel? Yeah, I thought he was excellent. I thought he's you know the, the the city were here tonight, and and what was pleasing, they brought four other academy lads tonight to give them more exposure of what non-league football's about. But he stepped up and he made some great saves. But his handling was he's exceptional. He's talking, he's a different level, and you know you, you've you've got two brilliant keepers in Pat Boys and, and George Murray Jones. But you know you, you can when you've got a keeper who, who managed to go and buy from South End and they've got a lot of belief in, you can see that he just gives them that a little bit more confidence. And hopefully Pat and Fleet would allow Pat to, to learn off that because you can only benefit when you've got two really good keepers, and that's what we've got. Finally, looking ahead, Whitby, what sort of game are you expecting there? I don't know. I mean, the, the, the weather forecast is going to change. Someone's saying snow, Whitby, etc. We don't know. You know, we know that they've got the problems with the pitch over the years, but, you know, we've just got to go there. We've got to take so much heart and, and belief from the last two games in particular. Second half performance against Gainsborough, first half against Marine, really, but I think tonight that, that's got to galvanise us. We, we can't. We can't allow each other, individually, collectively, to slip back into a Matlock performance, slip into a work sort. When we can show we've gone toe-to-toe with Radcliffe twice, Geisley, Macclesfield, Bradford, Gainsborough, works up, we can't allow ourselves, we can't allow our mindset to, to think that any game's going to be easy because it's not at this level. And I just, I just said to the lads, if we apply ourselves like that for the next 14 or 15 games, we'll not surprise ourselves, but we might surpass the, the target that we've set ourselves because there's a real group there and sometimes it, you know, confidence is, is affected. Uh, but you know, tonight they gave absolutely everything and I'm super proud of them. Very finally, um, seven days' time, a European night again. Looking forward to that. Yeah, definitely. You know, under the lights and, you know, the pitch needs a, a little bit of recovery. Uh, but it'd be great, you know, and, and we love playing in the Phoenix Trophy. You know, the fans love to come out and, like I say, it's under the lights. And, and, and it, our season's very much alive. You know, we're, we're still... 
you know, competing in two competitions. You know, the, we've got a lot of work to go in the NPL and we've also got the Phoenix Trophy. So can't wait for that game. You know, encourage as many fans as, as possible to come on. But I think what we've seen tonight and I think what everyone's seen in the stadium is that this group, and I keep saying this group, will, will give everything. You know, at times we've been hit hard with injuries and suspensions and lack of lack of form and maybe confidence. But, you know, they're getting there and they've got full belief in a lot of people. And, you know, you can see that with the support they've got tonight. So thanks for everyone for, for coming out and, and for listening. We've just fallen short today against a, a really good Radcliffe side and we wish them all the best. I'm, I'm sure, I've no yeah. doubt, they're going to win the league now. James speaking to FC United manager Neil Reynolds there. Well, FC's next match was scheduled to be away at Whitby Town. However, that match was postponed due to a waterlogged pitch. So FC United returned to action this week instead. Firstly, on Tuesday evening, FC United returned to Phoenix Trophy action as the Reds will be hosting French side Vinsky FC. Kickoff at Broadhurst Park will be at 7.45pm and admission will be pay on the gate. We'll have full live commentary on North Manchester 106.6 FM from 7.30pm on Tuesday for those of you unable to attend. While on Saturday, FC United return to league matters as the Reds will be hosting Warrington Rylands. Kickoff this weekend will be at 3pm and live commentary will also be available from both games via the FC Radio website. To the women's team now and on Sunday FC United welcomed Durham Sestria to Broadhurst Park and for all the highlights now let's hand over to Ben and Paul. So down the line towards Jean, Jean brings it infield, Jean keeps hold of it, this is a good run from the centre back, played through to Walton who's onside by the byline, could cross his ball in, oh she throws it oh. towards the far post area and that is a fantastic finish from Walton and she definitely meant that Paul, she drilled that into the, the far post, what a finish. From Emily Walton. Well, that took the keeper and everyone by surprise, that one. From a tight angle, I think we were all looking at where was the cross going to go? Was it going to be a low cross? Was it going to be a, a lofted cross? And she went for the target instead and forced it in. Yeah, 10 minutes on the clock. That's a great start to this game. And we're saying, in fact, being a bit pessimistic and, and going, well, we need to hang on for half-time, unlike in previous games against the, the teams in the top half of the table. Well... They've gone one better. Early goal. Back on the ball. It's Mackett. Played in field to Giles. Giles plays that ball through. That's a great turn and a great effort on goal. And a fantastic save by Donald. Down to her right. Palms it wide over the goal. Neufeind there with the effort. And that was a great save by Sophie Donald. Bickett to Carlin on this near touchline. Carlin down the line for Richie. Richie holds onto it. Good ball back to Reeves who can thread a ball through there to O'Carroll who gets to it. Good determination from the midfielder. Plays it to Lawrence. It's behind Lawrence and Lawrence there slipping a little bit and enough time for Bell to get to it and get the ball clear. And now Durham on the attack down. FC United's right-hand side. Kershaw stands up to it. I think that's going to be a foul, isn't it? No. No find there. A bit of a follow-through on Kershaw. Puts her out of position. Play continues. Durham on the ball. Played in field. This is good stuff from Doran Sestria. A shot's going to come in here. Great save by Sophie Donald. I think it was Abby Holmes there with the effort. Neufein now on the ball. Looking to get the better Kershaw and does. And a shot comes in. That's a great shot and a great save by Sophie Donald. Down to her left-hand side. Palmed wide of the left post. And that's, again, Sophie Donald coming to FC United's rescue there. Stinging shot. Kershaw plays it back from the halfway line. And Durham now on the ball. Neufeind on the ball on the left-hand side. Moving in field. Pacey Winger. Left-hand side of the penalty area. Shaw and Donald. It just went right under her, unfortunately. It wasn't the crispest of shots. It hit the deck. 
and unfortunately that penalty area was no friend there to Sophie Donald. Here's uh, Knowles now with this corner from the corner of the right-bound road in the main stand. On her right foot, Durham Sestry's left-hand side. In it comes, and it's a good ball in. Jean gets ahead on it, but out towards the back post area. It's palmed off the line there by Donald. Straight to a blue shirt, and early on in the second half, Durham take the lead. I think scrappy it, goal, Paul. I think it was Abby Holmes who fired it into the roof of the net from less than a yard out. Walton, both arms in the air. Here comes the corner. In it comes towards the near post. Oh, and now Carroll gets to it. And there's Richie. Oh, and wide. Oh, my goodness. It was the outside of a boot on the volley. Just a, well, a 90-degree angle kind of thing, wasn't it? Just put a foot on it. And wide of the goal. How did that not go in, Paul? Well, the keeper came for that and was left in no man's land, really. It was a melee of players and the ball dropped to Richie and really a chance scorned there to equalise oh and I see don't read the bounce here's Clark now the substitute down the right hand side Clark into the penalty area right hand side of the box goes for goal hits the bar and who's on the rebound it's Kershaw thankfully and she gets the ball clear but FC United nearly out of this game completely there but not over yet Holmes down the right hand side there's a free blue shirt there cross comes in goalkeepers committing and a foot gets on it there and it goes wide well Paul how has that stayed out Miss Laco there just got a foot on it before Sophie Donald could get there it looked like it was going in until it wasn't Kershaw tries to win that ball but it breaks here for Giles and FC United on the back foot shot comes in from Clark and it goes wide again FC United clinging on here <laughs> into the game 2-1 you're starting to think Paul if FC United just get one chance they'll score it we've seen it before <laughs> haven't we Durham back on the ball though lose pass Lawrence surely can feed this ball to Wildin Wildin now on the ball from the edge of the area goes for goal it breaks for Reeves who goes for goal from distance wide but it's a shot Paul and we've not seen one of them I don't think in this entire half well we've not seen many we'd only had one shot in the whole half before that moment into, we're approaching the second minute of added time. Obviously, we don't know how much is going to get added on here. It's a goal kick, and we're still waiting for this goal kick to be taken. This is uh, epic time wasting. <laughs> King takes his goal kick now. Not the best. Wilding, she could be a little more alert. She could have got to that ball, but didn't know where the ball had gone to. And now Clark gets the better of Bickett. She's through here one on one, and this is good night, I think, for this game. Shot and goal into the far post, and from one end to the other, Durham finally put this game to bed 3-1 cross comes in for Noble Carlin oh doesn't get rid of it instead it's back with Durham Richardson now on the ball Richardson goes for goal underside of the bar there's the follow up from Rebecca Bell and that is 4-1 and that is full time FC United going down to a 4-1 defeat here at home to Durham Sestria not the full story though because well to 90 minutes it was actually 2-1 to Durham Sestria and FC United had seriously rode their luck I think it's safe to say that in the second half but they were still in the game but Durham in the end have really made their quality count and it is 4-1 at full time I do feel there's a familiar pattern when we play at home that we concede early in the second half and late in the second half and um, I think it was fatigue at the end that, that put pay to us in, in the closing minutes I just think we had nothing left I think Durham were, were just a, a different level for most of the game and uh, there's not much you can do about it when you're playing against better players. No, and it, the game started so well. FC United's game plan seemed to be working. It was press, 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 wasn't it, from FC United? 
Yeah, I, I think we started completely the way the manager would have liked us to have started. And um, it's just disappointing that we couldn't sustain it. And the thing is, as well, is that we took the lead in the opening 10 minutes. I mean, what a goal from Emily Walton. Great play from Shauna Jean. And if it was to give a player of the match, actually, I'm going to give it to Shauna Jean. I think she's played really well yeah, today. Yeah, I think she did. She stuck to her task. Very well indeed. She did the work of two players out there. And it was such a good goal from Emily Walton, wasn't it? What a finish. It was a great finish. Um, and at that stage, we, we thought we could cause them more trouble. But they just shut us out of the game very, very expertly. Refused us any, any kind of build-up play and uh, made life very difficult and we just never got going. As the first half rolled on, uh, Durham, who are a quality side, they've beaten Barnsley home and away in this uh, in 2024 thus far. Four wins from four, it's now five wins from five in, the, in 2024 in the league. And you could see the quality, they were banging on the door. Sophie Donald had made a couple of cracking saves to keep FC United in it in the first half. But, unfortunately, it was the lamest of shots, <laughs> to be fair, from Neufind. And it just it just splattered, really, in the, in the six-yard box and went under Donald. And that's, that's the pitch coming back to bite, unfortunately, for, for the FC United goalkeeper. That probably would have been their third goal in the game at that point if it wasn't for Donald. So we can't be too harsh. Yeah, they were well worth the equaliser at that stage. Um, I think that... Um at half-time, obviously, we had hopes that we could come out and maybe change the course of the game, but the, the second goal so early in the second half just killed it stone dead. And that's been, the, that's been FC United throughout this season, in games, up until half-time, and then within 10 or so minutes of the half-time whistle, we concede. And then how often do we concede again Yeah. It, within the opening stages of the second half? And as soon as that happens, that's that's momentum loss, isn't it, really? Yeah, Um and all the work of the team talk and all that. So, and you imagine what Jenny Schwabit was saying at our time. Do what you were doing in the opening 15 minutes. But we didn't concede in the opening 15 minutes, did we? And that's what happened in the second half. That said, we rolled our luck massively up until 90 minutes with uh, Durham having a whole host of glorious chances. They hit the bar. Uh, Donald made a couple of good saves again. Um, and it just looked like that, actually, we just needed one attack and you never know. It just never got going, though, did it? We just really couldn't get over the halfway line. No, it was it was disappointing. Every time we tried to bring the ball forward, it was cut out, intercepted, blocked, and there was no momentum in the second half. We never even flickered towards their goal. We had just, just that brief moment where we had a shot blocked and a shot wide near the end, but we'd taken almost 45 minutes to do that, and there's not much that Jenny can say to her players today. Well, is um, that the thing? I mean, at 2-1, you lose to Durham 2-1, fair enough. Lose to them 4-1 and concede those two late goals, you look at the, the scoreline, it does look like we've been on the receiving end of a 4-1 defeat. And like I said, we have rode our luck, but those two late goals there, I mean, how much damage, and it's going to rely a lot now on Jenny Swarbrick's managerial <laughs> experience and coaching experience to pick these players up again. Yeah, we're not going to stay up on goal difference. I think that's already been defined. It's going to have to be by hard points. And um, we've got to find ourselves, I think it's at minimum, of three wins from the remaining games. And it's a difficult ask in this division. We, we keep saying this, but this, is a, this division is a very high-quality one that we're in. And 
we're still trying to plug gaps in it to, to make ourselves competitive. But the standard is so high. Jenny's got a very, very difficult task. Well, next up for FC United, it's actually the semi-finals of the Manchester Women's Challenge Cup, isn't it? On next Sunday. It's a bit of a, a break, isn't it? It's a handy thing to have. It's going to be a really tough game. We know the quality of Cheadle Town Stingers, that's for sure. But it'll be good to get away from the league for a bit. Yeah, I suppose it, it gives the manager a chance to try out one or two ideas without the pressure of dropping league points. Um, maybe she'll have a couple of new faces or something like that for next week. But yeah, it's, it's a chastening afternoon today and um, maybe a good result next Sunday might, might help the, the pursuit of league points ultimately. Uh, the next league game, incidentally, will be a midweek game. Well, uh, kind of midweek, a Thursday night game on the 22nd of February. That game against Chorley and uh, we will of course uh, be bringing you commentary of the Cheeto Town game next Sunday as well as that Chorley game uh, a week on Thursday uh, we will be hearing from Jenny Swarbrick in a second or two um, but um, it'd be interesting to see a take uh, from that game uh, because the next two league games Chorley uh, well not in the Stocks Nations he's down as postponed all of a sudden so uh, I'm not too sure about the status of that game but uh, certainly the Chorley game is going to be crucial now um, well, we're going to be joined by the women's team manager, Jenny Swarbrick, who joins us now. Uh, well, welcome, Jenny. Hi, Ben. Uh, hard lines today. We started so well, exactly the start I'm imagining you after. Yeah, they did Did do really well. Um, we went in at half-time. We were very, very pleased um, with the performance. I was... I will say I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed with the first goal because I think the pitch had something to play with it. Yeah, yeah we said and I was, that. And I was disappointed yeah. with that. I felt sorry for Sophie. She made two cracking saves before that. Well, kept us in it. I, I never like to be too hard on my goalkeeper because one one mistake or one error and yeah. it looks really bad for him. But Sophie's got so much resilience for an 18-year-old. Some of the saves are fantastic, and that's what we we praise her for. But one-one at half-time. I was very pleased with the shape. We worked on that in the week, dealing with the wide balls. I thought we'd done excellent. The and we scored a good goal. So coming out the back, you could see what you'd worked on. It was going right here, out to the flanks. It was it was good to watch. And Shauna Jean there with some great play, and and Walton, what a finish! What one of the goals of the season <laughs> for the women's team. That was brilliant. Yeah, I'd have to have a look back at it and see exactly what happened because it was on the far side. But I was very very pleased with with the first half. Um, and I've just said to him now. I went uh, before the game. I said to you, I want you to give a performance today that no matter what the outcome is. You can walk off the pitch, you've given absolutely everything. You've fought for it, you've battled for it, no matter what the result, and you can walk off with your head held high. And I, and I do think they can. I just think we've run out of steam today and just run out of options and Durham were able to capitalise on, on those counters right at the end, which was a, a sucker punch to us. Yeah, and it's it's conceding a goal straight into half-time, after half-time, isn't it? It's just I need to look at this and go, why does this keep happening? Something's it's, happening. It's conceding before half-time and conceding after. It's like so frustrating. That's, that's been the story of the, the season, really. It's happened too many times. Um, right now, I don't know what the answer is to that. but Flat-back eight after half-time. <laughs> <laughs> they, they came out very early okay. the half, which was interesting, and did like their own little private warm-up on their own. Now, I'm not saying we should do that, but they obviously were prepared to come out the traps very quickly, mm. and they did. Mm. Yeah, potentially that's that's the difference, but we had a we had a really good, positive half-time team talk, yeah. and I it's mean, like, I you don't want to take away from that because we get good detail into the players, but we do need to look at something there. And obviously the second half, we Durham are quality. They beat Barnsley home and away in 2024 already. Mm. Four wins from four. 
that they're a good side and you can see that in the league table. We couldn't get over the halfway line for, for much of that second half, unfortunately. It was just, they pressed and pressed and pressed. Yeah, they did. And, and they'd, they'd sorted out our patterns and, and stopped our full-backs breaking lines. We, we've got to take some ownership on that. And I, and I did say that to the players around recognising when you can open up, break lines and look to play folded. It really well in the first half and they just slacked off in the second half. So that's just some individual quality across the park. But also, like, I'm... I'm I'm trying to work out this conundrum of how to get uh, Naomi running behind and scoring. Yeah. She's a goal scorer. She scored four again for uni this week, but yet I think she's had one shot for us in three games now. It might have been so. Is it, We've got to is find it, this. Is this just not just a case of a, a player trying to settle in? Because there's times where she's making runs and the ball's gone in a different place. Or she's not. Like there was a moment where Richie, you knew Richie was going to win the ball back. But Lawrence didn't know Richie was mm. going to win the ball back mm. and wasn't ready for it. And it was it's just things like that, isn't it, over time. There is a bit, but we need it to come a quicker, little bit yeah. quicker <laughs> <laughs> because we know that she's a fantastic goal scorer and a fantastic threat in behind. But I'm, I'm looking at the first half today. I thought we were very proud of the first yes. half. And I was proud that we, we fought, we battled, we looked like we wanted it. Um, even though we when we went 2-1 down, we've had a tendency this season to crumble. And we yeah. didn't. And we kept going and we kept going and we kept going. And then that one where it was... Towards the end, we've pressed them, forced a goal kick, so we've gone, right, keep the pressure on, yeah. stay high, yeah. and then they've managed to counter. Yeah. And I think that's just a, just to look at some of the positioning and look at the focus to, to be able to deal with that if they do break our press. We were saying in commentary that it, the second half was ridiculous because we rolled our luck so much with mm. them at their end. And we thought, we just need one attack here and we'll score. And it, that's oh, what I was hoping for. Yeah. yeah. And instead, we, in, in added time, they managed to get two goals. And you look at that now and you go, oh, blimey, we've been yeah. being a 4-1. It wasn't a 4-1. No. It was a 2-1 or a 2-2. Um, but I must say their captain came to me when we were shaking hands and she's just said, um, good luck for the rest of the season. I'm going to be rooting for you to stay up. And that means, you know, so much respect. I've just said to the players, I went, you're earning respect from the opposition now. They're seeing how hard you're working, how much you've improved you know how much battling it was that, that, that forced them to have to really work hard to get the points today and that's you know that's something really good to take away it's, it's not the three points but you are it's getting other teams seeing how much we've improved yeah it, it's going to take a, a bit of this week in it and training to pick everyone up again and, and make sure that the they're ready for Charlie a week on Thursday. I think I'm running out of uh, motivational videos <laughs> at this rate. But um, I've got plenty up my sleeve. Uh, I've got plenty of ideas. Um, and we'll just keep going. We'll look at another option this week. And um, they're not too down. They've just had a positive conversation there around looking at the positives. Because I've been working a lot of mindset. And yeah. It's so focusing we'll on that opening 25 minutes or so, isn't it? We've also said we've got... Before today, we had nine games to play, and it's nine cup finals. Yeah. And some of the some of the games, if you look at it, if we looked at the, the fixtures, would we have said today was one that we was going to win? Probably not. And that's why we talked about performance. Yeah. But you know what? If you put that performance in against the likes of um, Charlie midweek, Leeds midweek on this pitch, you know what? It's a 50-50, and we could get something out of those games. And that's the belief that we've got to have, and they're the ones we've got to pick it up. Is it handy? Is it hand? Uh, probably not handy, isn't it? You want a league game, but we have got the semi-finals next week against Cheadle. Um, we we know the quality of Cheadle. That's going to be a tough game. It's going to be a diff different challenge, and one that we've got to be ready for and up for. Because do you know what? Success this season could actually be phenomenal if we went on to win the County Cup and avoid relegation. I mean, amazing. How amazing would yeah. that be? So Is that the target then? That is the target. That is 100% the target. So 
we'll prepare now for, for Chino and we'll go one game at a time and we'll take on that challenge and do our best and see if we can get into a final. Well, Dennis Warwick, women's team manager, big thank you for joining us. Hard lines today, uh, but we, we have seen one of the goals of the season, in my humble opinion. We gave player of the match, Shauna Jean. Don't know if you agree with I thought she was that. fantastic yeah. today, absolutely fantastic, and she certainly deserves it. Um, she certainly played with her heart in the sleeve today, so I'm dead proud of her. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Jenny, for joining us, and uh, we'll catch up again next Sunday. Thank you very much. Women's team manager Jenny Swarbrick there, and FC Radio will be bringing you live commentary from that County Cup semi-final with Cheadle Town Stingers this Sunday. Tune in if you can't make the game just before 2pm on the FC Radio website. Well, that's it for this week's edition of This Club Is My Club. A big thank you to everyone involved in FC Radio and the club as a whole. Thanks for listening, and from me, Cockers, see you next time. This is FCUM Radio, officially the most popular FC United radio station in the world.